I want Jack Ross's secretary. Williams, we're still waiting for your Mr. Ross. I'm trying to get him now, sir. Is, is this Jake Ross's secretary? Where is he? I know he's out to lunch, but there is a conference called here at 2 o'clock. It is now 2.30. Now where is he? All right. Check around. Call Sardis East, or the colony, and tell him to get his keister back here in a hurry. Well, where is your protege with a $3 million automobile account? He's due at any moment, sir. Probably a big lunch crowd or something. Don't be an idiot. More likely a big martini, or three or four of them. He was too young to put on this account. I told you that, Williams. He's much too young to put on this large and important an account. Well, we have now been here 34 minutes, Mr. Williams. This is a communication from Jake Ross. Would you be so kind as to share its contents with us? I can tell you the sense of it very quickly, Mr. Mizrell. This is Jake Ross's resignation. He's moving over to another agency. And? And he's taking the automobile account with him. Did you hear what I said, Williams? That account represented a gross billing of something in the neighborhood of three million dollars a year. And how many times have you promised that to me? This is as much of a shock to me as it is to you, Mr. Mizrell. Don't con me, Williams. It was your pet project. Your pet project. Then it was your idea to give it to that little college greenie. Now get with it, Williams. Get with it, boy. So what's left, Williams? Not only has your pet project backfired, but it sprouted wings and left the premises. I'll tell you what's left for us in my view. A deep and abiding concern about your judgment in men. This is a push-push business, Williams. A push-push business. Push and drive. But personally, you don't delegate responsibilities to little boys. You should know it more than anyone else. A push-push-push business, Williams. It's a push-push-push all the way. All the time. Right down the Fat line. Boy, why don't you shut your mouth? He's gone mad. Messages on the desk, boss, and hot coffee out here. Can I bring you some? No, thank you, Helen. Want anything at all? Yeah. A sharp razor and a chart of the human anatomy showing where all the arteries are. This is Gart Williams, age 38, a man protected by a suit of armor, all held together by one bolt. Just a moment ago, someone removed that bolt, and Mr. Williams' protection fell away from him and left him a naked target. He's been cannonaded this afternoon by all the enemies of his life. His insecurity has shelled him. His sensitivity has straddled him with humiliation. His deep-rooted disquiet about his own worth has zeroed in on him, landed on target, and blown him apart. Mr. Gart Williams, ad agency exec who in just a moment will move into the Twilight Zone in desperate search for survival. How are you doing tonight, Mr. Williams? In, in the absolute pink. Cold winter this year seems to be getting darker earlier than it ever has. That's the way of the world. The rich get richer and the days get shorter. 
It's a push-push business, Williams. It's an absolutely push-push-push business. It's a push-push-push business. You gotta get with it, boy. It's a push-push-push business. You gotta get with it, boy. It's a push-push-push business. You got to get with it, boy. That's enough. Willoughby, this stop is Willoughby. What do you mean, Willoughby? Where's Willoughby? Willoughby? That's Willoughby right outside. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on? There's no place called Willoughby on this line. And look at it outside. The sun is out. It's summer. That's what she is, mid-July, and a real warm one, too. Wait a, wait a minute. It's November. What's going on anyway? It's November. What is this place? Where are we? What's happened? Please, please, what's going on here? Where's Willoughby? Willoughby, sir? That's Willoughby right outside. Willoughby, July, summer, it's 1888. It's a lovely little village. You ought to try it sometime. Peaceful, restful, where a man can slow down to a walk and live his life full measure. Willoughby! This stop is Willoughby! Westport Saugatuck, next stop. Did you have a good sleep, Mr. Williams? Yeah, yeah. I had a good sleep. A good sleep with an idiotic dream. Idiotic. At least... At least... I guess it's idiotic. Ever hear of a town called Willoughby? Willoughby? Willoughby where? Willoughby, Connecticut, or Willoughby, New York. No, not on this run. There's no Willoughby on this line. Westport, Saugatuck, next stop. Westport, Saugatuck. And what are your plans for this evening? To get quietly plastered and then sing old college songs? It's been one of those days. I know all about it. Bob Blair's wife called me. She said he's been in the meeting with you. You got... you got hysterical or something. She called to see how you were. They were all very solicitous. All the boys at the meeting. That free, flowing compassion that is actually relief. I'm the victim, not them. They've mistaken an intake of breath for an outpouring of sympathy. Would you spare me your little homilies now and just give me a little, simple, and frank and honest answer? Did you wreck a career this afternoon? Did you throw away a job? It appears not. Mr. Mizrell phoned before I left the office. He has found it in that giant, oversized heart of his to forgive. This somewhat obese, gracious gentleman will allow me to continue in his employ, simply because he's such a human-type fella. With a small, insignificant, parenthetical additional reason that if I were to go to a competitor, I might take a lot of business with me. Go on. That's it. That's all of it. I'm tired, Janie. I'm sick and tired. Then you're in the right ward. We specialize in people who are sick and tired too, Gart. I'm sick and tired of a husband who lives in a kind of permanent self-pity. A husband with a heart-bleeding sensitivity. He unfurls like a flag whenever he decides that the competition is too rough for him. Some people aren't built for competition, Janie. Or big, pretentious houses they can't afford. Or rich communities they feel uncomfortable in or country clubs that they wear around their necks like a badge of status. And you would prefer- I would prefer, though never asked before, a job, any job, any job at all, where I wouldn't have to climb on stage and go through a masquerade every morning at nine and mouth all the dialogue and play the executive and make believe I am a bright young man on his way up. Because I'm not that person, Janie. You've tried to make me that person. 
But it isn't me. That isn't me at all. I'm... I'm not a very young, soon to be very old, very uncompetitive, rather dull, quite uninspired, average type of guy, with a wife who has an appetite. And where would you be if it weren't for my appetite? I know where I'd want to be. And where would that be? A place called Willoughby, a little town that I charted inside my head, a place I manufactured in a dream, an odd dream, a very odd dream. Willoughby. It was summer, very warm. The kids were barefooted. One of them carried a fishing pole, and the main street looked like... looked like a Kyrie and Ives painting. Bandstand. Old-fashioned stores. Bicycles. Wagons. I've never seen such... such serenity. It was the way people must have lived a hundred years ago. Crazy dream. Janie! You should have seen this place, this Willoughby... Janie, it wasn't just a place or a time. It was like a doorway that leads to sanity. A soundproof world where shouts and cries can't be heard. Nothing serious, Gart. It's just that you were born too late. That's the problem. You were born too late. And your taste is a little cheap. You're the kind of man who would be satisfied with a summer afternoon and an ice wagon pulled by a horse. My mistake, pal. My error. My miserable, tragic error. To get married to a man whose big dream is to be huckleberry thin. That is what you want, isn't it? Something like that. A place, a time. Where a man can live his full measure. That's what she said. That's what the... That conductor said, a place where a man can live his life for full measure. Wildeby? What? Last week you asked me about a town called Wildeby, Mr. William. I looked it up every old times table I could find. No such place as far as I could see. Thanks. It was a dream, that's all. Probably was. Next stop, Stamford. Stamford, next stop. Willoughby! Next stop, Willoughby! Willoughby, sir. Willoughby? Willoughby. All out for Willoughby! Willoughby. Next time. Next time I'm going to get off. I'm going to get off at Willoughby. What we need here, Williams, is a show with Zaz, an entertainer with Moxie. We've got to take the audience by the ear and give them the old push, push, push. I understand, Mr. Mizrell. Now it's got to be bright, Williams. Bright with pattern, dancing, comedy, and everything. Push, 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 push. That's the kind of show the clients will like. I understand, Mr. Mizrell. I, uh, I understand. Tomorrow morning, Williams. Understand? I want at least a preliminary idea for the show. You know what I want, just a rough format with some specifics as to how we integrate the commercials within the body of the show. I'll do what I can. Do more than you can. With me, Williams, aspire. Dream big and get behind it. Push, 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 push. Well, I haven't seen the rating on the show. No, no, no. Well, it was the time slot the sponsor wanted. Hold on a second, will you? Yes. They were what? Wait a second. Helen! What film outfit did the commercials on the Bradbury count? The negatives are all scratched. They're screaming bloody murder at me. I'll have to check it out, sir. Mr. Mizrell would like... I'm going to have to check it out Mr. for you here. Mr. Mizrell, 
sir. Mr. Mizrell seemed very insistent. Push, 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 Williams! Push, 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 Williams! No. Push, 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 Williams! No more! In God's name, no more! I like Westport, Connecticut, please. Capital 79899. Yes, please. Janie, this is Gart, honey. Stay there, will you, please? I just, I just want you to stay there. I'm coming home. Janie, Janie, please listen. Janie, I've had it, understand? I've had it. I can't go on for another hour. This is it, right now. I've got to get out of here. Janie. Janie, help me, will you? Please. Please help me, Janie. Janie? You're going home early tonight, huh, Mr. Williams? Tickets, please. Tickets. Stamford, next stop. Stamford. Willoughby, next stop. Willoughby. Willoughby. That's where I get off. Willoughby. That's my station. Yes, sir. That's your station. Willoughby. Hi, Mr. Williams. Hi, Mr. Williams. Hi, boys. Catch some big ones today, huh? I think tomorrow I'll join you. Plenty of room and lots of fish. Hi, Mr. Williams. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Just jump off the train, did he? Shouted something about Wildeby. Ran out to the platform, and that's the last I seen him. Doctor said he must have died instantly. They're going to take him into town for an autopsy. Funeral parlor, they sent the ambulance. Poor fella. Which funeral parlor was it? Wildeby and Son Funeral Home. Mr. Gart Williams, who sought respite from torment under a gravestone, who climbed on a world that went by too fast and then jumped off. Mr. Gart Williams, who might now tell us what awaits us in the beyond, because this too is a part of the Twilight Zone. <laughs>